Welcome to Massive Damage Adventures, an actual play role-playing game podcast. My name is Merrick Moyer. I'm the Dungeon Master, Storyteller, Lore Master, and all-around host. Every month, I run a one-shot using a different system, pulling in a different cast of players. For Season 5, we're trying a few new formats. We'll be alternating between one-shots and short, three-part campaigns. You can also find short campaigns live on twitch.tv slash massivedamageadventures or archived on YouTube under Skyhammer Press. And you can find our ongoing D&D campaign, Rise of the Ancients, on the Massive Damage Campaigns podcast. All intellectual properties, including game materials, setting material, music, and whatever else, are used without permission. None of them are ours. We're just using them to enhance our gameplay. But an extra special thank you to Hayden Lister for letting us use his song Rediscovery as our intro. Check out more of his music at ReverbNation.com slash Hayden Lister. H-A-Y-D-E-N-L-I-S. T-E-R. Also, please rate and subscribe and follow us on Twitter at SkyhammerK and on Instagram at Skyhammer Press. If you want to run your own games and need a few ideas, check out our social media Roll D4 Adventure Prompts. And if you pledge a dollar a month at patreon.com slash skyhammerpress, you get four full adventure seeds on every Roll D4 Adventure. This episode has been sponsored by Roll20. If you need a virtual tabletop, go to Roll20.net to sign up for a free account and get playing. With a marketplace for tokens, maps, and adventures, there's always something to add to your game. Plus, if you pay for a subscription, you'll unlock premium features like dynamic lighting, more storage space, customizable character sheets, and special animated effects. Arrakis. Dune. Desert Planet. That's not where we're playing for this short campaign, but it is the seed of this entire setting. Based on the classic science fiction franchise by Frank Herbert, Dune, Adventures in the Imperium, is a role-playing game by Modiphius Entertainment that tackles 10,000 years of history, nearly 30 novels by Frank Herbert, as well as Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson, and everything in between. It is a visionary, beautiful, and exciting role-playing game. We were lucky enough to join in on the playtest in summer of 2020, and with the release of the physical edition of the game, there was no way this wasn't making it into Season 5. Like Star Trek and Stargate, Dune was one of those franchises that I shared with my parents growing up. My mom and I would watch the David Lynch movie, and my dad and I would talk about the novel. I loved it. I still love it. The miniseries with William Hurt and Alec Newman was fantastic, and the recent Denis Villeneuve movie is stunning. But back to the RPG. Modiphius Entertainment put together such a cool line for this. Right now, you can pick up the core book, as well as three collector's edition cover variations, a player journal, a game master bundle including screen, and four custom sets of dice. There's a free quick start called Worm Sign, and the new Arrakis-focused source book, Sand and Dust, is available for pre-order. There's also a PDF called Time Becomes a Narrow Door if you're looking for an adventure that takes you into the desert searching for a missing noble heir. Adventures in the Imperium runs on the Modiphius 2D20 system, but as usual, the game has been modified to better suit the setting. In this one, there are no challenge dice. You only ever roll pools of d20s. If you're not familiar with the system, the basic resolution mechanic is that you get two or more d20s to roll, and you want to roll less than or equal to a target number determined by your character's stats. That's right, rolling low is better. 
Rolling ones counts as double successes, and rolling twenties introduces complications. Characters are built mostly from drives, skills, focuses, and traits. There's also personality traits and ambitions, but we're going to stick with the main four for now. The five drives are duty, faith, justice, power, and truth. They're ranked between four and eight, and your top three get a short statement that defines what the drive means to you. The five skills are battle, communicate, discipline, move, and understand, and they're also ranked between four and eight. To get your target number for an action, you add your drive and skill together, then you have to roll equal to or less than the sum to get a success. If you have a focus that applies, you score two successes on any die that rolls equal to or less than your skill. Lastly, there are traits. These are like feats and special abilities, and sometimes they also reduce the difficulty of applicable challenges by one. When players roll more successes than the difficulty set by the Game Master, difficulties go from 0 to 5, they generate a resource called Momentum that allows them to buy additional dice and activate abilities, and Game Masters use a similar resource called Threat to buy additional dice and introduce complications and reinforcements. One thing that's different from other 2D20 systems so far is the focus on assets. Instead of rolling challenge dice to affect your target, your assets do a set amount of damage or effect. The quality of your assets improves this. The game also breaks action sequences out into different scales and styles. Duels, skirmishes, espionage, warfare, and intrigue. In duels, your assets are likely a blade and a shield, and you move your assets between various zones in a zoomed-in back-and-forth. In skirmishes, you're still using weapons, but you're moving yourself from zone to zone. In espionage and warfare, individual equipment is less important, and you're moving assets like informants, listening devices, spies, warriors, companies, artillery, and air support. Lastly, intrigue conflicts have you use intangible assets like blackmail and political pressure to cause opponents to act a certain way or divulge specific information. We don't get into the action sequences very much in the first session, but in the second session, we focus on the espionage system, where you get to see some very cool applications of movement, because you can just move from sort of point of interest or zone to zone, or you can move subtly or aggressively. And choosing one of those different modes of movement requires you to make a skill check and causes an effect depending on what you chose. And that sort of idea is applicable in uh, skirmishes, espionage, duels, warfare, and I think intrigue. But one of the coolest things, for example, if you're talking about duels, is if you move something, if you move uh, subtly, you get to take a second action. So if you move your blade into somebody else's uh, position subtly, then you can attack quickly. Whereas if you move aggressively, then you actually force a movement and you could get their shield out of position. It's an interesting system that shares the same sort of design language at different levels of encounter.
So, besides the production value, gorgeous art, and excellent writing, the standout section of this game, for us at least, was the chapter on creating our house. There are comprehensive rules about deciding your house's size, domain, homeworld, challenges, opponents, allies, and resources. As session zeros go, it was fantastic. Just like creating your noble house in the Song of Ice and Fire RPG by Green Ronin, uh, Dune lets you lets players have a lot of agency in creating the setting and choosing the stakes and themes. It makes it easier for people to make characters that tie in as well. I strongly recommend trying these rules out. When we did it, we created a mist-shrouded world called Stratus, and there was no way for us to explore everything we wanted to touch on in a three-session campaign. This would have set us up for years of gaming through a single two-hour planning session. Highly recommend. I also highly recommend the Game Master's Kit, as there are really cool tables and flowcharts for building nuanced adventures with tons of players. For this campaign, Roll20 gave us a copy of the Dune Bundle to review as well. It is fantastic, and definitely worth it. The character sheet is elegant looking and functions well, the book is conveniently broken up into handouts and sections in the journal, and the compendium entries make throwing out adversaries and assets really easy, and building your character a lot faster. Plus, all the art handouts are right there. I'm also a fan of the built-in dual map, if you can guess from my segue about duels above, but I didn't get to use it in this campaign. There were no duels, unfortunately. Sorry. You can pick up the Dune Bundle on the Roll20 Marketplace for $64.99 right now, and it includes the core book, a player token package, and the adventure Harvesters of Dune. The Game Master's Toolkit is up for $15.99, and includes the adventure generator, four ready-made intrigues, and three fully detailed locations. So, what did we think of Dune? Excellent adaptation of the source material. The history section is comprehensive, the rules are tight and exciting, and the vision of what this game could be, outside the core story of the Atreides on Dune, is very well realized. The various types of conflict capture the feel of Dune by putting an equal focus on encounters like espionage and warfare, as opposed to the standard RPG fare of just skirmish-based combat. It is true that the game is designed right now to really focus on um, house level play but it's easy from how they've written it to imagine playing at different scales not necessarily being a house but being a band of mercenaries in like you know the more um, traditional role-playing game style or setting up some other organization or framing device these are all things that they've made available by showing the world and giving you a lot of tools to interact with it. I do believe that further releases are going to broaden that even more because they've talked about how the Sand and Dust book is going to increase the um, options for playing mercenaries and so on. I would definitely run Dune again. Absolutely. It's a beautiful game and it was a lot of fun. This short three-part campaign focusing on House Sokat Dur of Stratus 
includes Jen Moyer playing Evangelina, a steward, Tim Lamb playing Emir Saidi, a warrior, Katie Churlin playing Ayla, a Bene Gesserit spy, Tyler Churlin playing Tor, a Mentat analyst, and Patrick McGeehan playing Jan Dorcha, a duelist. All right, we good? We excited? Yep. Let's die. Probably. <laughs> All right. This short campaign sponsored by Roll20. Um, and extra special thanks to Roll20 because they gave us a copy of their Dune Marketplace module, which has the entire core rulebook, all of the assets, all of the traits, all of the talents. It's all in there. Drag and drop onto your character sheet. I probably should have told you all about that beforehand. Yeah, yeah what? you should have. <laughs> what? I know you all did all that typing, and it's really good because you read the things you wrote. But... In case you weren't aware, there is a um, compendium that's the little circle with the eye on it, and you can search in there, uh, so you could go into a category for talents, and then drag that onto your character sheet, and it inputs all of the information for you. Where's the eye? Where? That's very cool. Do you, uh, just do you not see it? Where is it? it is it on her character sheet? Your, or? It should be beside the journal in the top. So it should be chat, journal, and then compendium. Nope. Oh, yeah. Oh, when you said I, you mean the letter. We all are not thinking a, eyeballs. Not an eyeball. Letter, I. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, and it's really cool. Yeah, it would have been super great while making this character. I'm sure it would be. I and it would be sure super great for anyone in the future who yes. knows about it when they're told by their GM. Yeah, oh. it says no results found. So do you have to search again? It's kind of. Um, what does it say? No result. What did you search if you for? Click on it. It says no results found on the title. This is no results found. Okay, so then what's probably going on is that I just haven't uh, enabled sharing the compendium in the back end of the campaign. So we couldn't have done it anyway. Perfect. You couldn't have until now. <laughs> Merrick decided to make us Iron Man rules it. That's right. Too hard character speaking of which can we just talk about how beautiful this character sheet is on roll 20 i really like this character sheet so pretty very simple easy to read geometric shapes i'm here yep all right check it now check to check to check it yep wow oh cool there we go the roll 20 um platform has a number of slots for sharing your compendium like other virtual tabletops because you know we're purchasing stuff and so i've got dune burn bright and eberron stuff cool in three of my five slots yeah i just pulled an asset over that is amazing and it put all the words in isn't that cool i'm That's gonna delete weird. it now I guess we're ready for our characters to be taken out in the opening scene. (laughs) We can make new characters very fast. Right, everybody has their personal shields. Some evil person uses a a las gun on you. Oh boy, that's that's a bad time for everyone. Yep, that's just terrible. Okay. We ready? We ready? First episode of season five. Oh boy. Stratus. 
shrouded planet of assassins, its high mesas equaled by verdant valleys, and all veiled by mist. House Sokat Dur is a house major of the Imperium, with full status in the Landsrod and directorships in Choan. Stratus is their home. A lightly populated world of small villages and a half dozen cities, Stratus is known for its two main exports, pharmaceuticals and trained killers. Our house operatives are on a mission. In the high latitudes of the Northern Hemisphere is a research facility. Six hours ago, a, schedule, a scheduled data drop was missed. Communication requests have elicited no response. Your mission is to investigate the facility and secure the data, a top-secret operation codenamed Project Ember. Very good intro. Well, thank you. And I'm going to kill whoever's up here messing up our stuff. I think we all are. I think it's going to be leaping to who gets to kill them more. Mm -hmm. Aren't you guys worried about the missing data? Oh, wait. I'm a mentat. So. <laughs> all right. Uh, hang on whilst I do a quick... Oh, no. We're, we're going to stick with this. Um, so, you have been flying for uh, about an hour... On an ornithopter, you did some suborbital sort of um, transport to a nearby city, got this free asset, and you're flying in. You come up to a high, sort of sharp-edged mountain peak that goes backwards into tons of mist-shrouded uh, forestry. There's a sheer cliff in front and a domed research facility near the edge of the cliff with a short bridge and an ornithopter landing pad. Uh, there's two spaces for a ship to land, one of which has the research facility's on-hand ornithopter that's been completely destroyed. There's no smoke coming from the wreckage anymore. It's obviously been, um, it's been out of commission for a while. As your ornithopter lands and sort of settles down, you know what? Let me ask. I would assume that you settle down by the by the laboratory, but do you want to land somewhere else or approach more stealthily? What is your plan? And uh, let's do it this way. If somebody goes to speak, describe your character. Oh, I don't want to share my character. Uh, <laughs> uh, my question was, is it snowy? Um, It's got a little bit of snow on the ground, but it's more like the snow that's in um, like the dark areas. <laughs> it's like the snow that's in the in the dark areas, like underneath the base of a tree or like away from clear sunlight. Yeah, so we can't. We can't James Bond ski in. Got it. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's okay. the reason. So, out of character, and we'll go back to the planned description of characters, do you want to arrive in front of the lab, or do you want to uh, sneak up to the lab, discuss? I mean, my character would rather land at the lab than have to scale anywhere, but they'd be game for making a drop off somewhere and then going, I guess. 
Or they'd want to stick with the group. I feel like for a house of assassins, perhaps sneaking is the way to go about. Yep. Yeah, I wanted to be a sneak a snake. Okay, Jen's a shapeshifter of some kind. I didn't realize that was an option. It is. Yeah, face dancers. I guess an ornithopter's pretty loud, though, so we'd have to land a decent ways away. It at a at a glance, it does not look like the laboratory is currently occupied. You can't see inside, but there's no vehicles parked outside except for the exploded one, and there's no like lights on. I guess if we're close enough to see it, we should just land there. Yeah, that's fair. We already I mean, gave up ourselves. Especially if there's no uh, noticeable like transports or anything like that. Okay, so it's in the middle of nowhere, so it is. All right, so you fly forward. The ornithopter lands. Um, is one of you piloting, or do you have a supporting character NPC who's staying with the boat? I think Derek pilots Lee would be probably flying. Derek saved the boat. Um, so there's a really cool sort of rules set up in Dune that you can create supporting characters if your character's not like in a scene or if you just need somebody to cover other skills and you have to spend one momentum to get them. So Derek Pilotsley is just like blank faced, no skills. I'm here just in case you need me. And if you need me, you spend a momentum or add one to threat. Fair enough. Katie. He's just sunglasses. He's a floating five pair of sunglasses. Five by five. All right. So um, the ornithopter lands, and first out of the ship is Tim's character. Okay. Um, well, stealthily making his way out of the ornithopter is a trim Darius Command. He's dressed very... Profe- he's just for the mission. It's very professional. It's subtle. There's nothing ostentatious to it. He... It's like... It's as if a sleek weapon was turned into a person. That's what he looks like. He is focused. He is... He's silent. And he is alert. Nice. And what was his name? Amir Saidi. Okay. I'm probably not pronouncing it right because it's like S A E E D I. So the A E should be say and the E D I should be A D, I believe. Uh, going by going by lost, I would have gone Saidi. Oh, Saidi. Yeah, that works. Saidi. Yeah, that works too. But it's your character, and it's like fifteen thousand years in the future. So it's you know, a, like I, I'll, I'll take anybody. I'll take What's anybody's pronunciation that's better than mine. <laughs> All right, and next up, Patrick. Uh, next stepping out of the ornithopter is the exact opposite of Tim's description. Where where Tim is a, a, a weapon of purpose, uh, Jan is a weapon of style and grace. He is, uh, his hair is lovingly quaffed, but still, uh, like, uh, like ready, you know, like it's tactical, tactical hair. Uh, tactical cloth. Yeah, and tactical it, man bun. 
Uh, no, it's like um, like eighties, like poofed uh, Kurt Russell hair. Okay. You know? Yeah, I can picture that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he has uh, displays a similar uh, grace and and purpose to uh, Emir, but with the "I know I'm good at it" uh, personality sh- showing behind it, it's it's for show. Uh, he is uh, a certain amount of arrogance. Uh, and sleek physique, but uh, definitely knows that he is capable and is aware of it. He also has a cool scar over one eye, because why not? I was going to ask if he was if he had an eye patch. No. Is he Snake Plissken? <laughs> I've just realized that I've basically made Snake Plissken <laughs> with yeah, the sword. Yeah, yeah, you have. Yeah. Actually, according to the token, I'm fine with. Actually, hilariously, with looking at my token, your token, both of us have a scar the same eye. We gave it to each other. Ooh. No, you have the same dueling master. (laughs) That's better. Yep. That's their signature. That's how they mark their uh, favorite students. Their graduates, yeah. Because they've got their own eye scar, so they're like, we're going to make you match. Probably doesn't sound so crazy like that, though. Uh, ma'am, I think I'm good. No! Come here! <laughs> Alright, uh, Tyler, you're up. Alright, so uh, next off the ornithopter is Tor, and she's uh, clearly a mentat, because uh, I think they have the, she has a silver mark on her lower lip, like they do in the new movie. She's a very serious-looking person in, like, the house uh, military uniform. Uh, and she kind of holds herself very formally all the time. And, you know, if you made a joke around her, she would probably never laugh. And uh, anyway, so she's a mentat. And she's a pretty unnerving person to be around because she looks exactly like the previous mentat that they had not too long ago but she's clearly not the same person. With one more discerning feature, right? Yeah. Oh, I guess, uh, would that be part of being a... uh... Yeah, all Gola have them. That's right. Yeah, so she has uh, mechanical eyes. Sick. Silvery orbs that look like eyes and see just as well as regular biological eyes. It's kind of a little bit like a Fremen in that can't tell where she's looking. You're super unnerving. We put sunglasses on her, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Katie, you're up. So next up is Ayla, and Ayla's a young, slim lady, and she's very pretty in the face. She's almost kind of looks very kind and caring, but it's a very misleading facial expression that she keeps. Um, She is a Bene Gesserit sister, so she's dressed all in black and her face is partially covered. She's got like a hood on. Um, And she's very graceful. Her movements are like she's barely leaving tracks in the snow. All right. And last up, Jen. All right, to round out this barrel of monkeys fun party, 
<laughs> is Let's do Jen. <laughs> I know. Uh, is Angelina Sokat Doer? Is that how I say it? Yep. Sokat Doer. Uh, yeah, and she has dark hair. It's up in braids and a bun. No nonsense. She's dressed appropriately for the weather, just like a mirror. And she walks off with a face that uh, you can't tell whether she hates you or she just doesn't give a shit about you. But, uh, yeah, she looks very serious and fits right in with this very serious party. This is going to be a fun uh, short campaign. Evangelina. Did I say Angelina? It's Evangelina. You did, and that's why I was confused because I was like, there's a V in that name. You know me reading Evangelina. Yeah. I was too stressed about the last name. Well, we are the uh, Oh, I was going to say too, she's an heir of the house. She's a further down the line child. And uh, she's a steward of the house as well. Nice. 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 Yeah, we're the, we're the right. serious assessors. One of our traits is effective, which is a very ominous term. We need, like, Drunken Master Jackie Chan to, like, join the party. <laughs> Just to really, like, <laughs> knock things around. We need Chris Tucker here. That's what we need. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? No. Hey, nobody understands. Oh, sorry. We need the guy from Fifth Element. Ooh, yeah. But how did no. do the voice? Corbin? Oh, Corbin? God. Get any fire, Corbin? I got a fire. I quit smoking. If I'd have known. What'd you yell for? I'm just going to quote Fifth Element quotes from... Uh, for yeah. a while? <laughs> from from Ruby Red. Ruby Rod. Ruby Rod. Yeah. It'd be super green. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so you can see a short bridge and sort of like a moat-like canyon uh, leading towards this circular domed um, research facility. The front half of the domes are reflective sort of one-way glass. Like, obviously, they let light in, but you don't really see uh, much inside. There's smoked, I guess. Uh, the backside is... Uh, like metal and shielded. The bridge leads forward to a set of double doors that are open. They are askew. Um, yeah. Now we'll we check see. Out. Yes. Yeah, for sure. You can uh, show me who's walking first across this totally fine icy bridge. Uh, I vote someone else now. <laughs> I guess Amir is gonna go. No, I go. There's to. nothing wrong with the bridge. You can walk across the bridge safely. I'll follow directly behind Yawn. Uh, is it Yawn? It's like it's like when you're tired. Yawn. Yawn, and Amir. Fun fact: uh, I'm a gigantic nerd and translated a bunch of stuff into Gaelic. And it roughly translates into Dark Blade. Or Blade of Dark. That's very cool. Okay. I, think, I think my name, like, Emir's site, I can't even pronounce my own last name. I can't just name, but I think it was like a mix of Persian and Iranian. Saidi and, say, like, Emir Saidi is like a mixture of Persian and Iranian into 
Oh god, I'm gonna research it all over again. Is it also Darkblade? Did we all pick Darkblade because we're edgy? No, it's not Darkblade. <laughs> I got Where mine from a name god? generator. You have so many vowels, Jen. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so who steps forward and pushes the door open, revealing the inner chamber? Me! I do it! Alright. But he struts. Yeah, I think uh, Tor's gonna allow the uh, assassins to go first. <laughs> <laughs> Just walking back with a book. Alright. Uh... So Jan pushes the door open. Um, the interior is dark. Uh, outside is, you know, evening. It's not full dark yet. So there's a little bit of light coming in with you. But otherwise, the interior is dark with just like a little bit of flickering lights of, um, of machinery that is still powered, but sort of giving off only a little bit. You can see that uh, there are uh, blood smears along the ground, uh, dragging, it looks like, a body into one of the three doors here in this area. And behind a sort of half-moon reception desk, there is an arm that's sort of like dropped out on the floor uh you can just see the arm like as if somebody is laying on the floor sprawled out it's like sticking out from behind the the side of it yeah it's not a dismembered arm it's just a person that's behind there (laughs) until it falls on us and then raptors (laughs) are the other doors in this room open they are not the blood tra- oh, so there's a door immediately to the left a door to the right basically on the same uh distance from you as the desk and then there's a door at the far back area which is where the blood smear sort of pulls to hmm. can we uh make any kind of roll to insight i know like i'm able to like meditate for a few minutes, but that doesn't seem like a good thing to do right now. There's a dead person over there. Uh, yeah, so you can absolutely sort of like try and figure out what's going on here. You can investigate, look for clues and whatnot. I'm going to investigate the clue okay. that is probably that corpse. Yeah, go up and look oh, at yeah. the look at the corpse. Um, okay, so. Specifically looking at the corpse, uh, I'm going to say that is probably an understand. That seems pretty obvious. Right. I'm not a smart guy. I'm smart. I can understand, and I have deductive reasoning. And, uh... Do you have the hyper-awareness, I think? I sure do. Bene Gesserit, when they look at something, they see all the things. Yeah, but like, can they can they dance very well? They can dance very well, what am I talking yeah. about? Yeah. yeah, of course they can. Super, super better than everyone. <laughs> but I mean, it's not all about muscles, it's about 
knowing the beat. Yeah, they train extensively. <laughs> Tor. So to use my hyper-awareness, I can spend momentum to obtain information. I get to ask two we questions. We don't have any of that. We so, started with one, don't we? Or is that something else? No, you start with determination. So, oh, so what hyper-awareness basically means is that you make a role to understand things. And then usually people can spend one momentum to ask an additional question. Your first question is actually two questions. Like, uh, you would search around, you'd get some information, and then you'd be like, I would like to spend momentum to ask two more questions. Yeah, so you get two for one on your momentum spent, yeah. Yeah. Oh, go. All right, so, but we're going to look at Ian, who's going to uh, check the body. So uh, it's an understand. What drive statement are you looking to use? Uh, I was thinking uh, I must shield those in my care, as technically this is a an asset of our house, technically in our care. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, do you have a focus that will apply? Nope. Unless observe would count under discipline. I mean, yes. Sure. Sick than that. <laughs> All right. So uh, would you like to buy any additional dice with threat? I hate the tone of voice that comes over you when you know that you can devil's bargain, which is every game. And no, I would not <laughs> like your evil, sir. All right. So what's your target number and you're rolling 2d20? Uh, 13. Okay. So... Roll your 2d20 and then get 13s or less. Tim, what was that you said? You called him Ian instead of Jan. Oh, Jan. <laughs> Jan. I am not my father, sir. My dad's name is Ian. Uh, if it's your number or below for the focus, does that is that doubles? It is. So three successes. Right, and so um, I needed to set a difficulty. It is difficulty one, so you oh, generate great. two momentum. Well, damn, there we are. Yeah, I got a six, and I needed a six. And then the other one's 12. Okay, so immediately looking at it, this person was killed with, uh, with blades, they were killed not while fighting, like they were executed. Uh, this is a guard who was stationed here. And uh, you can spend momentum to ask an additional question, if you like. Do I have to do it, or can witchy woman do it? Uh, she needs to make her own roll. I see. Oh... Uh... I mean, that's pretty straightforward. I don't know what else I'd be pulling from that. Time of death, maybe, but... Yeah, you could if you like. Well, what uh, do we know when this place went silent? It was supposed to check in about six hours ago. Oh, wow. So, like, fairly recently. Damn. 
Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do it. Spe we Saving momentum is a bad thing in this system. We always do it, and we shouldn't. Because momentum comes like, you know, mini donuts in the summer. I don't know where I was going with that. No, it's apt. So, yeah. Cool. How so, long has it been that they've been a corpse man or a lady or person? Uh, this particular person is... A bundle of cats. Uh, a woman. Uh, this guard, she was killed just shy of 12 hours ago. It's been a Close while. Close enough that you would expect somebody knew the reporting timing and hit the base right after it checked in. Damn. Jerks. Mm. So it's a inside, yeah, it's inside, inside info. Does anybody else want to search around in here? There is a guards uh, sort of reference book logs. Uh, there's security systems that are sort of like the, the cameras are here and some of the uh, like things to like some of the monitors are here, but it looks like this isn't the core of the system. I imagine accessing the, the computers and stuff like that and going through it would be more like an understand stuff. So that's going to be for the smart dudes. I'm Tor, going to go Tor, put my she's nose a woman. Sure. Yeah, Tor would be looking through the logs or the security feed. So, yeah. Stuff to Tor tell what she's both. looking through. She's Our looking souls. Through, looking through eyes. Eh. He's okay. there loosely. So she would. I'd be rolling on, uh, let's see here. I think you'd be rolling on dubs. Yes, I'd be rolling on understand. And she has uh, data analysis as a focus. Surprise, okay. surprise. So unfortunately, these are locked down. So there is a security sort of trait in place that you need to overcome first. So there's, you know, base security as an obstacle, which needs to be um, defeated by sort of spending two momentum. So you need to succeed on a difficulty task and spend two momentum to get rid of it. Okay. Well, I'll give it a shot. You can also get somebody to help you. Yeah, sure. Tor's going to look at... Uh... Ayla. Ayla, and, and uh, just kind of give you like a, a nod over. Yeah, um, Ayla can definitely help. It could also be something that uh, Evangelina might be able to help with on like uh, house protocols and things. Evangelina's going to be busy doing something. Cool. Sure. So, so what we do for help, uh, Katie, you're going to roll first. So you describe how you're going to help and you only roll a single d20. So I'm trying to break into the security system. Cool. Okay, what can I do here? Um, so I guess I'll use understand and truth because it's my mission to find the truth. I have deductive re Does deductive reasoning count for this in any way? Depending I'm going to have to look at de deductive reasoning again. 
Okay. So the way I'm going to help is there's a power cord that's unplugged. <laughs> I'm going to help plug it in. <laughs> oh, got you. Deductive reasoning is a focus. Yes. I guess that would make sense because you'd look at the machinery and figure out that it's not all wired in correctly. Exactly. Sure. All right. That sounds good. And yeah, you can use deductive reasoning. So you roll a single d20 and uh, you need to get equal to or less than your target number, which understand truth would be 14. You could even say it was something more complicated, like uh, two cords were switched in like sabotage (laughs) and you unswitched them. I mean, surely nobody would try and use a computer without a keyboard plugged in or a computer being there. Don't even remind me of, oh God, <laughs> not even that one. I work it in could IT. never be that simple. I and don't IT, call me that's Shirley. A story. Oh boy. That was, thank you, Patrick, for sending me. <laughs> I thought about it and so you did too. America, I have a present for you. Yeah? I rolled a natural 20. Rolled a Excellent. Crack. Well done. <laughs> All right, so you can get an, um, a complication, or you can add to threat. So a complication would probably like set off an alarm, uh, or like set off uh, countermeasures in the system, making Tyler's role more difficult. I think Patrick knows what I'm going to do. I'm I'm going to add to threat. What a shocker! Right. I'm blown away by this. Merrick has 12 threat. Things to happen later. But that means more momentum, right? Um, Okay, so Ayla is looking around and is not quite helping out. But now uh, Tor can go ahead and try and break the encryption on the system. So that'll be an understand. What uh, what drive are you going to use? Uh, I'd say truth, because uh, the statement for that is a mentat is only as good as the data they have. So she wants more. Yeah, data. I like that. Okay, um, this is a secure sort of base. Um, I would say that the difficulty is a two. This is the security area. You're thinking that um, digital security in the laboratory might be higher, but uh, right now it's a two. Okay, so right now I'm just rolling to get under 15, or 15 or under, which would be my driving skill. Nice. Did you want to buy any additional dice? You have one momentum, and you can always add to threat. Uh, no, I think I can get 15, but we'll see. But remember that you need to get two successes, and you need to get two momentum to actually like completely get rid of the security uh, trait. I guess so, but maybe I got to save a momentum to spend it. It may be worthwhile then to just take one threat at one die. Well, you've got one momentum, so you can uh, spend one momentum to get your third die. Or he could just, but like we need two momentum total, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, and then cause... he's more likely to get one well, momentum I'm... and have two. Yes. So you want to add one to threat? Uh, oh, so if I so how does that work again? So if I add... So you add one to threat, which means you're going to have three dice to roll. And then you just need to get one momentum 
and you'll have two in the pool to spend and get rid of the problem. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that, actually. That makes sense. All right. Now, before you roll, do you have a focus that applies? Uh, attention to detail and data analysis. So maybe attention to detail a little more if I'm trying to, like, break into something. Sure. Let's apply it. So how does how do focuses work again? Now, uh, your skill for understand, which is what you're using, uh, has a focus. So you get two successes if you roll seven or under. Okay, nice. Difficulty two. And then I just take the two best dice out of the three. No, you count yeah. all your dice. And yeah. if they all yeah, succeed and stuff, yeah. So what were the values you got on your dice? Oh, I got two 11s and a two. Okay, so your 11s are underneath your regular, so they score a success each, and the two is underneath your skill, so it scores two successes. Okay, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I was thinking of adding. No, you don't add them together. That's a common mistake, but not necessary. You get four successes against the difficulty two, generating two momentum. Woo! Oh, so each two successes generate a momentum. Uh. Success generates a momentum. So because the difficulty was two, you subtract that from your successes. Four minus two, two, two left over, two momentum. And then you spend that two in order to get the info and everything. That is correct. Whoa. So I guess I we still have our one momentum left. You do. Um, You need to be a little bit more reckless with the system, uh, sort of burning a couple of. Uh, of subsystems and and um... noise. So oh, right. while Tor is working on that and cracking the codes, are any other people taking any other specific actions? Uh, Angel- Evangelina is. Uh, she's gonna walk over. So there's only one body in here. One body in here. Uh, I'm going to assume we have some sort of visual name tags, like with a picture on our employees. Um, sure. So I'm going to take that off, look at the name, compare the face to the face of the dead person to make sure they're the same. Yep. That is her. And then I'm going to pocket this to make sure that I again want to keep track twofold keep track of to see if there's anyone who is supposed to be on shift that's missing. So like I'll compare it to a shift log um, or to see if there's anyone here that wasn't supposed to be on shift that like snuck in. And then also um, to make sure that I send the family's compensation, I'm going to have the name tags so that I can double check who was here. Very nice. Um, so I will say that on your way over, you were aware that there were uh three security and 10 scientists assigned to the space. So you have accounted for one security. Do we have like a hand terminals or anything? Um, you have very, very simple stuff because any sort of AI is completely uh, like banned. So you have basically notepad on a bit of technology where you can write stuff in. Okay. I was wondering if Tor could, like, pull up the crew, like, the work shift, and then, like, flick it to my 
pad and then I could just check things off, but it sounds like no. Well, Tor is a mentat would know all of the personnel. So she could list off everything about that guy. Like Why would you know all the personnel? Because mentats are like human computers. They just can, they have like an eidetic memory kind of basically. So, so you'd only know if you'd been it. here and met all the staff, right? Or read their files? I mean, I feel like knowing, uh, I don't know if knowing all the names and details of everyone, but she would know the she, names and details of everyone, like who's a supervisor. That makes sense. And I'm sure she would have gone over logs before coming out. Yeah, you probably would have gotten a little bit of security clearance enough to uh, know the people on staff. That makes sense to me. So, um, yeah, you two can work together to uh, to double check bodies and uh, and names and so on. So maybe we could just say that like Tor read the the manif- like the staff manifest and schedule on our way over to prep, and then I can just go Tor, uh, David Hasselhoff, and you're like yes on the list. Uh, this guard, her name was actually Akira. Akira Hasselhoff. Akira Hasselhoff. It's canon. And Tor's just going to recite all this information like pretty blankly as she's, uh, or like with no inflection as she's working, kind of like it's uh, in the background of what she's doing. Akira loaned a ranch. She raised 12 possums from babyhood. Uh... Exactly. Give a, a quick bio. <laughs> All right. And uh, what is Emir up to? Uh, I'm actually going to stealthily explore the place. While they're investigating this here, I'm going to take a look around just to spot any potential dangers up ahead, any like traps and so on. Okay. You're opening the door uh, in the back area? Yes. Okay. And, and look, look, I added blood to the floor. That's you, Data. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that hover feature is so good. Isn't it so cool? Oh, God. Uh, For anybody listening, Roll20 has a new feature that's old to you now because this episode comes out in January. But um, you can add in tooltips to tokens, and so you can hover over them and see things. And I added blood to the floor, and you can mouse over it, and it'll give a little description. Um, so Emir opens the door further back uh, in the vestibule area and uh, reveals a small wedge-shaped room with two terminals with large screens, a door on the far end. This is clearly a secondary security room. And in here, uh, a security person has been um, sort of like pushed back into the corner and like is slumped down against the wall with a pool of blood around them. Also, I have my Kindle Blade concealed, but also like at hand, ready for me to strike if I need to. Okay. And I'll turn to Evangelina and go, there's another one here. Thank you, Amir. Amir. And I'll follow him.
Okay, so is Jan doing anything new or interesting? Jan is going to track along behind everybody now that we're a little more higher alert of murders. Sort of keep an eye out for danger. The danger. Okay, and so we'll go back to Tor and Ayla. Uh, checking out the security system, what is it that you are looking for? Uh, I think right now we're just trying to scan through all of the uh, data and logs and videos really quick. And then Tor is going to kind of reflect on it as she moves on to other tasks. So kind of like trying to just flip through it all really quick. Okay. Just sort of gathering information, gathering information. Uh, and just... Yeah, go ahead. And like if there's something that really stands out, she's going to stop and not keep going right like the actual attack occurring <laughs> she would stop you have the uh rough timeline because uh yan identified that so you can go directly to it okay and she's yeah gonna look through like you know the logs who was here uh who checked in and out that kind of thing too okay so looking at this particular time you can see exterior cameras showing a group of like highly organized uh outfitted commando types uh rushing forward uh there's sort of an overwhelming number of them and so the guard inside is sort of caught unawares they uh, sort of like are obviously informing the rest of the of the compound of of what's happening when at, they're sort of pushed away from the console and killed. These commando types try both of the other doors, find them sealed, and then start moving backwards into the uh, into the research area and uh tor is going to relay to everybody what she found kind of like pretty straightforward but that they were commandos tor do you see any markings on their outfits or any certain colors that stick out to you uh these look more professional uh no markings That is correct. They are not flying any particular flags. They are like just dark fatigues with um, with face concealing visors, uh, long blades, and mala pistols. Oh, you know what? Looking at these, maybe I, I think I'm gonna have my mirror want to take a look and see how they move. Does it resemble Miss Walker training or anything? Any other sort of like? assassin-like training he might recognize. Okay. Um, that will be a little bit difficult. I'm going to put that at a three. And uh, it definitely feels like that could be 
battle or understand? So I have uh, for duty that what must be done must be done. For power, it's I will remove all obstacles in my way, and then for truth, it's you will know me know me by my deeds. So I'm feeling that truth one. Yep, I'm thinking so too. I will say, however, that I want to call in my Mistwalker Warrior of House Soka Durin to say that because I have this trait, this test should be easier for me. That absolutely applies. So everybody, remember that you have two traits. Traits can reduce difficulties. So what Tim's done is he's looking for Mistwalker training, and because he is an assassin of uh, Sokat Dur, also known as Mistwalkers, this should be easier. And it is. It's now difficulty two. Yeah. Where are the traits? Uh, top right on your character sheet. So you are... Yeah. yeah. And since now it's only difficulty two, I would have to roll two dice. I would roll against that. And I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, you know what? I'm going to spend that momentum to add one additional dice to my roll. So I'll spend the momentum I have. Because I don't think anyone uh, other than the... Yeah, okay. And it's a good thing because I rolled a 15, 11, and 7, and I had to roll 14 or under. So I get that difficulty too. Nice. Success. Okay. You look at the way that these people are moving, and they uh, they do not appear to be trained in your schools. They appear to be uh, military, not like... Um, they're not like bandits or smugglers. Their gear is not uh, something that they've been outfitted with necessarily. It's something that they are comfortable in. These are professionals, but they're not assassins. Okay. So I'll look to uh, Tora and Evangelina. At the very least, these aren't traitors we're dealing with. And nor are they assassins. But they are very well trained presumably a military of some sort okay. but the military is part of like I would recognize they're not assassins but maybe black ops style sort of like commandos sort of thing for sure only, yeah. if only we knew of a house who trained in those that'd be crazy what do you mean? If only there was like one of our rivals whatever which one of your rivals? <laughs> you know the shield one so, uh, for listeners, when we created our house, there were uh, two rivals created. Another major house uh, called House Rofestel that is uh, well known for uh, assassins and planetary transportation vehicles. And a minor house that is sworn to Sokat Dur, House Golfe. Known for poisons and soldiers. <sighs> Evangelina tightens her jaw a bit at this information, and we'll uh, check this next. Um, no, the only emotion she shows is like a quick clench of her jaw, and then um, 
should look at this next uh, body and check the name tag and check with Tor that they are on the list. They are on the list. This is a um, another woman guard, and her name is Rayeli. Rayeli? Rayeli. That's an interesting word. Yeah. So Tor will say, uh, female, age 34, name Rayeli, and then starts beauting out some other facts. Assigned male at birth. Legs are scorpions. Legs are scorpions. She has scorpion leg tattoos. <laughs> the It was a typo in the bio. <laughs> <laughs> Tor says out loud, legs are scorpions, and everyone goes... Amir takes another look. No, I mean, that's not. That's not true. Untats <laughs> only as good as the data, right? That's right. Okay. Was there um, more door to advance through? Yeah. So there's a door at the back of the security wedge room, and then there are two sort of sealed doors here. But uh, because Tor has gotten into the security, uh, she can. Unlock doors as needed. Okay. Well, now knowing that, uh, Tor's going to say, do you want me to unlock the other doors or leave them, leave them closed? Well, did you not see that they didn't go through those doors, though? Uh, nope, they did not go through. Yeah. So let's head this way. Okay. Yep, Got to go where they headed. So uh, you open up the next door leading to another sort of wedge-shaped room that reaches the back of the compound. It's larger. It looks like a lounge. Um, and there are three bodies here, people in uh, lab coats that were clearly sort of lined up and, uh, and killed here in the area. Depressing! Mm-hmm. So how many... Were there three bodies, scientists? In this room, you can see that there is, um, you know, a, a little bit of personalization and decoration. Like this was their common area. Um, there's places to prepare food and relax. Um, and a couple of like small workstations for personal projects. There's a door to the left that looks like it can be sealed quite heavily, and a door to the right that looks a little bit more like it heads towards a residential. Uh, Hang a left. Yeah, look for signs. Of I'll it. check all the bodies first, get their tags, check them with door. Uh, they are all accounted for on the roster. So it was, was it 10 scientists? 10 scientists, three uh, security. And we've already yeah. accounted for two security? Yeah, and three scientists. Yeah. So I feel like Tor would say there are still seven scientists and one security personnel unaccounted for. Imagine that coming over like base comms every time we encounter a new person. There are now six scientists unaccounted for. It's like, yeah, we know. We can do math God of damn seven it, Tor, minus we one. can count! <laughs> we know! All right, and so Amir opens the uh, the door to the left. 
Tim, that's you? Yep, cautiously. Not doing it, that's all All right. The door to the left opens up into a curving hallway with a, uh, a hazard symbol um, marked on the ground. There's, like, as you're sort of, like, moving carefully down it, you can see flickering lights on the walls. There would have been long track lighting. Uh, there is a door about halfway down that uh, leads sort of, like, inwards into the core of the uh, of the building and then there's a door at the end which leads towards that area that was sealed before towards the uh, front of the building hmm. this seems alarming feels like this would be a place for a target for some sort of military strike Do we know what they're working on here? You do not. That is heavily classified. Uh, this is the sort of thing that you might be able to discover if you get into the scientist computers. I feel like maybe Tor would know, but because it's classified, wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> you figured it out, but you know that you're not supposed to know. Is this door locked? Uh, it is not. Boop, beep, boop. All right. So Jan opens the door going uh, into about halfway down the passageway. Uh, another sort of quarter circle room. Lots of glass everywhere. Yeah, the floor is littered with glass. Somebody <laughs> has clearly been uh, breaking things in here. What's weird is Rude. that there's nothing that contained glass here. Like they brought a bag of glass with them. <laughs> well, actually, um, the you found a laboratory. There's uh, large monitors on the wall that sh that are currently dark. Um, <laughs> There's large monitors on the southern wall that are currently dark. Uh, there's four desks with uh, various chairs and workstations. Um, there are a number of canisters or containers that look like they've been stabbed, ruptured, or shattered. Uh, there's residue on the ground from whatever agent they were working on that's been spilled out. There are no bodies here, but uh, and there are several computers that have been heavily smashed. Is the room giving off one of those you probably don't want to breathe here smells? <laughs> um, no, it's giving off a little bit of a it's kind of like baking cookies. A little bit mint. I was thinking mint. That was my first thought. And I was like, yeah. no way. No, Why I mean, mint was the first thing that came to mind, and then I tried to find something else, and I'm like, no, nah, it's mint. It's it's a minty smell. But it's like a it's like a wild mint. It's not like a peppermint. It's definitely something that you would find in a forest. Nice. The uh, minty smell of death. <laughs> but there's no one in here? No corpse, corpses? No bodies in here. 
Um, the computers are pretty smashed, but uh, if somebody were to spend time working on them, they might be able to uh, get something back together to maybe discover what was here or to find additional logs or anything. Aliyah's got computers too, right? Or you're that like the smarts? Oh, no, you got detective eyes. Ayla? Yeah. Ayla's got the um, uh, the Batman vision from Arkham Horror. Arkham, Arkham Horror. Arkham Asylum. Ayla, you should come look in this room and see if you can see any sort of patterns or what they're looking for. Okay, I was thinking about going to the right because it kind of looked to me like the blood trail went that way. Oh, you could do that too. I'm sorry. I just wanted to go look for more bodies. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. You can have the Mentat. Uh, She's creeping me out anyways. Yeah, I've given you the Mentat. Go. You can open up that doorway and you discover um, four bunk beds... uh, a couch, personal effects, and a washroom. No bodies. Oh, good. I forgot to use the facilities before we left. Alright. So, uh, do you want Tor to take a look yeah, at this? Okay. Yeah. okay, well, she's gonna walk into the room. Everyone's gonna be a little uncomfortable again. And then she'll kind of walk in with her hands behind her back and just take a look around, taking it all in. Yeah. Uh, you can do sort of like an investigation, like make an understand role, try and figure out what was what happened in here. Okay. And I have, uh, as an asset, intelligence, which is, I guess, like... Uh, having an inside scoop on things. Uh, I wonder, when would I be able to kind of use that to help? Roll. So, illicit information comes in many forms in the Imperium. Tiny minimic minim- minim- films made from Shiga wire, Bene Gesserit coded dots, decoders, intercepted communications, spy eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust no one. As an asset, intelligence gathering goes both ways. Those searching for secrets might be giving away valuable details themselves. So... In, um, hmm. This is the sort of thing that you use in an intrigue or in an espionage where you sort of try and get an NPC to act because you have intelligence on them. You could... You could use this asset and say that uh, because you've put together what is here you might uh, reduce the difficulty by one step. Like, you you already have the first sort of step of knowledge. Okay. I guess what would be better to use is uh, I have the traits, so I'm, like, part of the advisory council for the house as the analyst, and I'm a mentat, so it would be better to maybe use a trait, wouldn't it? Depends on the trait and what it gets you. I don't know. know Kind of having just an inside scoop a little more than the average person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yes, trait. I kept thinking talent when you were saying trait. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So um, 
investigating what happened here uh just based on like the smashed gear and everything is only a difficulty two which means because you are that analyst you drop it down to a difficulty one okay okay i'll uh i think two dice is good then i'll give it a go so i would use i guess it would be truth again and uh Understand, yeah. So truth, mentats only as good as the data they have, and understand is attention to detail, focus. Yeah, that would apply. Yeah. So that's absolutely okay. Cool. So uh, yeah, thirteen and an eight. So it was a fifteen for me to get under. So nothing's, I guess, two passes, but nothing's. No, under. no critical ones. So yeah. two successes. So you generate one momentum and succeed. Nice. Uh, so looking around and sort of putting together this series of events, you can tell that this was a very unfortunate series of events. Yeah. Um, it looks as if somebody deliberately smashed this stuff before, uh, like the commandos got here. This looks more like somebody trying to hide things or protect things then it looks like somebody trying to destroy things okay well Tor's gonna say after looking around for a few moments say this wasn't the work of the commandos this was the personnel at the facility that did this interesting if you spend one momentum you can ask an additional question Oh yeah, definitely. Who were they and dating? I will. I will give you uh, that. There is another piece of information here behind this one momentum spend that would give you clues as to the identity of who did this. Ooh. Okay. I also have a thing I could have used. I guess uh, like Mentat discipline. You have almost perfect recall, even for the most complex data. Uh, when making an understand test that applies to recalling data. Oh, I guess, yeah, recalling yeah. data. I'm not recalling it. Okay, never mind. But I also have the twisted mentat. Whenever you make an understand test, you generate one bonus momentum point for each die. You brought by adding to threat. This, oh, geez. This momentum may only be used to obtain information about the most effective ways to harm and inflict pain upon a person within the scene or create a trait that represents a weakness that you can exploit. Gotcha. Yeah, that's not a barrel exactly. of fun. That's yeah, not exactly applicable right now, but it no. will be. It will be. It could be. Yeah, so you can spend the one momentum, and I will let you know some very interesting information about uh, who did this. Okay, well, we're definitely going to spend that momentum. Yeah. You recognize this handiwork. This destruction of evidence and um, and materials are uh, this the way that this was done is taught at the highest level of your schools, and this particular sort of like uh, quick destruction of evidence has a very distinctive signature from the House Sokat Dur um, 
Where is it? Uh, Master of Assassins, Chrissa Savi. Well, uh, first Tor is going to just do a quick recall of all the personnel at the facility. Just trying to remember if any of them had any kind of training that would have that. And I'm guessing the answer is probably no. The answer is no. And sorry, not Master of Assassins, the Spy Master, Chris Savi. And so uh, none of the people here should have that information. And this is so particular with your Mentat focus, you're fairly certain that she was here herself. Oh. Well, Tor is going to say, secrets. Uh, this is the handiwork of Chris Savi. Oh, but she was trying to protect her secrets? She was at this facility. She did this herself. So what was she here hiding? Oh, she was just... I thought she was breaking this stuff so that the intruders couldn't get the information. Well, that's what I mean. She so was she's hiding keeping from our them. secrets. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Well, our secrets? Yeah? Isn't this one Might of our... Never trust spy masters. A master but, spies. But she's our spy master. For now. Such a cool portrait. That one. Very shrouded in mist. <laughs> very, very much a Stratus portrait. <laughs> yeah. Um, all of you think back to the times where uh, spy master Savy has spoken to you or taught you individually. Um, Guard your eyes. <laughs> uh, she's well known for her use of two sort of short blades. She has uh, dark skin, long black hair. In probably her 50s at this point. But this was supposedly just some sort of secret research facility. Not like a spy thing, right? Correct. No. So it was something else. All right, well, onwards. Yeah, there's the door at the end of the hallway. There's a door at the end of the hallway. Uh, So the door here says Lab A on it as Jan approaches it. It, Everyone stacks up behind me in a perfect line. uh, The door on this side is uh, sealed. Somebody's just got to run back to the console and unlock it. There's no big deal. No time to do that. So Tor goes and do that, does that. I yeah. imagine it's a casual stroll. I just don't see Tor. Waiting. Yeah, I don't see Tor running anywhere. She's a speedwalker. <laughs> Those hips. Got to roll. <laughs> if, if you're trying to talk with her in like the hallway, you're like, oh god, you're half we're all just we're all sprinting. <laughs> So inside this lab, uh, another sort of quarter circle, there's, it's basically like a hydroponics lab. There are plants growing up the sides. Um, There's a couple of trays in the middle with smaller plants. All of them appear wilted and dead. And you can see the crumpled body of the third guard in the middle of the room. 
there's sort of like a hiss from the uh, air escaping. It's like over oxidized or something. It looks as if somebody messed with the environmental controls and killed the plants. Rude. Does anyone here know if these are special plants in some kind of way? Uh, uh, Alina, do you know anything about botany? Well, I feel like I know something about botany, maybe a little bit, because I'm a spy, so I feel like I have to have a general knowledge of all the things. I agree. What kind of a role would it be to figure out what these plants are for? Game one, it's the understand game. <laughs> okay, well I'll use understand and truth, because it's my mission to find the truth, and my focus is deductive reasoning. Yep, um, deductive reasoning, Kate, that makes sense. Um, and so what are you looking to understand? You're just trying to identify the plants or what they're used for? Yeah, I'd like to know what these plants are and what they're used for. Because I figure if somebody tampered with it, they did it for a reason. Okay, so I'm going to say that this is difficulty two. And um, there's sort of like some base information that you'll get. And then momentum spends will get you additional info. And you've got your fantastic Bene Gesserit uh, awesome obtain information momentum thing. Would my trait as a spy lower the challenge at all? Not in this particular case. Okay. So um, my, what was it? What's the thing? 14 is what I wanted to get. Yeah, you got a 14. There we go. So I got a 14 and then I got a 1. Yay, so three successes. Hey. So that generates one momentum. What you then spend. Yeah. So what you are able to glean from looking at them is that whatever they were working on here, these are genetically modified or created plants. These are not things that happen naturally. They were growing something to create some sort of pharmaceutical, which is one of your house's specialties. Um, it's not immediately apparent what it would have done, but these are definitely the core of their work. It is the oh. dankest kush. <laughs> and so you you can spend one momentum to get two more questions because you are a Bene Gesserit. Let's spend that momentum. Cool. Do it. So what did you want to ask? Can I ask what was done to the plants, like with the environmental system? Yeah, it looks like these were intentionally sabotaged, you would assume by the same person, so probably Chris Asavi. Um, the timeline being if 
the commandos were coming in, she might have been in this room and set off a failsafe and then went to destroy the uh, uh, the research. And who's body we got? There is a guard there. Are they on the list? They are. Uh, the guard does not appear to be uh, to have been like killed violently. They look as if they uh, just dropped silently Ooh. and quickly. So the Chrissa just like flicked the fail safe, buggered out while the whatever poison gas or was happening, knocked all the oxygen out. They were like, "Hey, what's up?" <sighs> and. Um, you have a second question with your one momentum. Do we know, like, can we know any more about, like, what the purpose of these plants is? Yeah, for sure. Because the uh, the first initial thing gets you some information. The sec- second momentum spend gets you more. And at this point, you've basically succeeded at, like, a five, kind of. And so you're able to put together some little bits of facts, uh, some chemicals that were in the other room... Uh, and some of this, and you can tell that they are working on some sort of rejuvenate rejuvenation or, uh, you know, sort of health drug. It looks as if they are crossbreeding things to create something that would mimic the age-slowing effects of the spice. Snap! That'd be a game-changer. That's kind of a big deal. Knocking the spice out of the game. Jen, the human, wants this. I kind of... (laughs) At first I was like, did they make a COVID vaccine? Is that what they were making? (laughs) That's what they were working on. COVID, how many tens of thousands at this point? God. Epsilon. God. Lord. Well, we're still missing seven scientists. All right. Yep. Um, well, let's take a quick break. Stand up, uh, get water, okay. go to the washroom and everything. Uh, we're only playing till about 10 o'clock-ish tonight. Cool. So we'll come back and we'll do a little bit more investigation and stuff and set you up for the next session. It's fine. Okay. This is just our, you know... 15 game campaign so we're good oh, yeah exactly right <laughs> that's how it works right. mary uh come back in about five okay that's good cool alpha strike all right so um you've just discovered that this laboratory was focused on creating an alternative to the spice potentially it's not Something that um, does all of the benefits of the spice melange, but it does appear to have positive effects on health and reduces uh, the speed of aging. It's got antioxidants. <laughs> it's got, it's got a lot crave. of essential oils. Oh, God. Tim, you're back, right? Oh, yes. Yes, I am. Tim has all never right. left. Okay, 
So there does appear to be one more area uh, in the in the complex that you haven't checked, and you only checked the one set of security cameras for the vestibule, and uh, you could also potentially glean more information by undoing what Chris Savy did in the uh, laboratory. Oh, so there's another set of security cameras in the facility? Yeah, you've got exterior ones, and you've got ones in the lounge and in the research area. Okay. Uh, or well, somebody should check those out. Well, if we could check to see when they left, did they take people with them? There's also that other security door that we yeah. have, that dark room there. Yeah, that's Lab B. Subtext IA. Okay, well, Toro can check out the security cameras. I guess, which, uh, where would that be? Um, the same console that you were at. Uh, you've already got access, so you just need to scroll through the time and just spend time. Like, it's a difficulty zero. You just, you can do yeah. that. Okay, Toro will be doing that while everyone else does their thing. Okay, so you open up the door to Lab B, and yes, it is Lab B. I don't understand the subtext IA, though. What did you mean by that, Patrick? Spell it out. Baya? Lab IA. Oh, got you. See, I was thinking Lab B IA, not Labia. It's going to be Lab B, so it's not uh, like it's just Lab. I didn't want to so, say it out loud. I just wanted everyone to think it. In here is a second sort of botany lab, um, a different strain of plants, uh, but also dead from the failsafe. She really just thorough. Not seven bodies? No bodies. Six bodies. We're missing six. We're missing seven. Seven. We're missing seven. We found... All three guards, three scientists in the common room. Right. And then somebody who wasn't supposed to be there. Or was also here, but is also not here. Wait, what? (gasps) They have our spy master! They took everybody, and they took her. That's fucked. Yeah, I I didn't put together before that she wasn't on the schedule. I was just like, sure, she was visiting, whatever. That's not how spymasters do. I don't know how spymasters do. You should learn how spymasters do, Jen. You're just getting the experience that an heir needs, right? I'm just saying, spymasters do what they want. That's the thing. They do. But usually you don't know what that thing is. That's why I didn't didn't think it was weird they were here. That's pretty weird. Especially since, apparently... This was something that she was quite involved in, enough that she had fail-safes to take all the data away and stuff. Stuff and things. All right. So, um, you can take a look at the... Yes, in a book. Reading Rainbow. Uh, (laughs) You can take a look at the um, various... 
recording devices and check what happened. And you can see the commandos sort of, they move in, they do that. The uh, guard in there is sort of surprised and jumps up and fights. They go into the lounge and uh, the research area. Well, they go into the lounge and the residence and they start gathering up scientists. One of the scientists uh, runs and is uh, wounded and pulled back, which is the uh, the blood smear. Um, as a group of them sort of head off, you can switch to the cameras in the research area, which shows Krissa uh, destroying things. And then as the door is opening, she uh, ducks into ventilation areas and hides. They come in, they check all of this, and uh, they begin to take like some research information, some consoles, that sort of stuff. Um, someone tries to take a sample of some of the chemicals, but they clearly don't know what they're looking for, and they're trying to move quickly. Uh, they check the areas, come back around. Uh, three of the scientists are um, pretty quickly executed, um, which causes the other seven to sort of, you know, stop resisting. And uh, they are walked out of the compound and into the trees heading to the oh. north. There was no no transport crew? Shortly after that, Chrissa Savy uh, comes out of her hiding place, moves through the uh, the area, sort of checking things, and she spends a little bit of time uh, behind one of the double doors before heading out into oh, the dark. She, she left a note! She left a note! Also, they stole our nerds. Rude. They did take our nerds. We're gonna go get our nerds back. The vengeance. So we should check that note. Yeah. It's just a picture of her going like this. She drew it, like, really, really well. <laughs> <laughs> She's a tagger. Birds. What does the door say, Merrick? All right. What does the door say? The door does I burned the facility. <laughs> so the um there is nothing written on the door. Nothing immediately apparent. Apparent. Oh, but we know spy things. Hold on. Yes. Fancy yeah. spy things. I want to do a thing. I got a thing. Okay. Could my truth? Could my truth ethics of Canley help? Because I know all of our secret ways. Yeah, it's definitely a. Um... The sort of thing that is left in coded messages in uh, sort of like grease paint that you can't quite see, the same way that Bene Gesserit use uh, dot codes. You just got to breathe on it. And so you have to decode it, which is a difficulty one. You have to put it in the oven. Okay. So what <laughs> do I use for that? Truth? And communicate or discipline? 
I would say that it is probably communicate. Communicate or understand. Discipline's more, discipline's more personal. Truth works, though. Truth and communicate. Boo-doo, boo-doo, equals 13. Yeah, and it's a difficulty one because you've reduced it because of your um, your traits. Like, I'm taking that into account. It would be harder if you weren't the heir to the house. Hashashin. Oh, no. What's my difficulty? A 13? Uh, yep. I got 14 on both days. Did you wipe off the note by accident? Well, no, it's not complicated. I don't want to read this. Yeah, there's no complication. However, you can spend your determination to re-roll dice. So let's take a look at that rule. Instead of presetting? Yes. Sick. That's cool. Uh, where is it? That's talents. Core rules. Here we go. Oh. So, automatic one, re-rolling. After rolling, re-roll any number of d20s in your pool. So, your trait, or not your trait, your, um, your statement for truth applied so you your ability to spend determination is turned on so you can re-roll both of those dice i will do that uh much better a three and a 19 all right so two successes no just one success two successes did you have a focus What? I, I just I got a three and a nineteen, so I thought only the three was a the, success. The three would be two successes. If oh. you have a focus that applies, the three would be two two successes. What's your focus? Says eyes. No, I don't think I have a focus that applies. Oh, sorry. Then one success. Yeah. Let's go with uh, twelve successes. Just <laughs> average. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I thought that we discussed focuses, and you said you had one, but no, you didn't. With that, those words never happened. Alternate timeline. We have it recorded. <laughs> Merrick will come back like just before Christmas, editing this, and be like, "We did say it. What is going on?" No, I'll be like, "You didn't say it. I owe Jen one extra Christmas present." <laughs> remember December, Merrick. Remember, remember December, Merrick. So just think of how many alternate timelines have been generated by how many dice we've all rolled. <laughs> gonna be a long episode so i blow dust on the grease paint what do i see i'm kidding i read the code yeah you read the code that is uh left behind in an asset that i made up called quick paint i don't know it's quick paint assassins have it um it's hard to find it (laughs) i I do love that you described it with its name and then told us what it was with its name yes it is quick paint it's quick paint <laughs> um apparently assassins use it and it's hard to find unless you know what you're looking for and then it's also in code and uh what chrisa wrote is in pursuit of house rofestel forces follow and gather intel not galfrey 
or not Gallifrey. Gal. Oh Galbane? God, Gallifrey. Yeah. <laughs> Gallifrey forces. We're screwed. <laughs> the Time Lords. Uh I was hoping it'd be Golfey. I hate them. So well, that's no. the major house. Yeah. Eh? But if we're, we're pursuing a minor house that just raided our, our that's supposed to be underneath us, no. that's also super bad. Golfrey is the minor house. Were this is the major house. Oh, yeah. I must have called that reverse. I thought Golfrey was the one with the soldiers, though. So maybe they supplied. It is. Yeah. It's still the minor house, though. Oh, I mixed that up. That's our uh, sworn house, whereas Raphistel is the uh, transport slash big giant wieners, apparently. I meant Not to like... put details in that, but I just shared the pictures. They're also jelly. The purple does look like jelly. Well, I guess they are assassins, too. But they probably hired some gold-faced soldiers. Oh, and they probably have a transport waiting. <gasps> no way. <laughs> Minor house vassal of name, TBD. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, we watched Free Guy the other night. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, <laughs> Catchphrase. He's like, I love lifting weights, TBD, and <laughs> input here. I'm not super worried about free guy spoilers. <laughs> you should doesn't seem be. like the plot heavy movie. Oh, it's heavy plot. You should watch that tonight after this. Don't it's honestly really funny. I don't I know why I haven't watched what it. To do. I, I recommended uh, a course of action that I felt would make bring you joy. In, th- in three years, I'll watch it. <laughs> wow, that's quick for you, Patrick. No, that's my standard time, three years. Someone recommends a thing to me, and I say, no, I hate that thing. And then three years later, I go, hey, you guys hear about this thing? It's crazy. It's my favorite thing ever. And then everyone goes, god damn it. And we love you. Yeah, everyone just gets over it now, and they're like, yeah, it's about time. <laughs> but Patrick, how do you feel about Incubus? <laughs> oh no, I've killed him. Do you spit take his alcohol? I did. <laughs> I didn't almost. Oh no, the booze. Oh, I, also inhaled, I also inhaled a bunch of it. <laughs> you're a monster, Merrick. I'll just clean this whiskey out of my beard. Okay, so, uh, what do you want to do? I believe we truck out in pursuit in a. Yeah. Wait, we have a ornithopter yeah, still. Yeah, we got a we got a flybird. Yeah. But it's really signal. tough to track by air. We should signal our guy to uh, go up and uh, follow us while we pursue on the ground. Because I'm assuming if we take the ornithopter, it's going to blast away any tracks. <laughs> Which you're like yeah. leaning out of it trying to see. That's some smart see Derek! So he's going to be like way up in the sky. And uh, I assume, is there like a way to like be able to see what the ornithopter is seeing? Like 
any kind of like video camera device or nothing that complicated. Hey, not yeah. really. Okay, but we have do we have a way of communicating with him up there, or would it be just uh, like yes. a light or something like that? Smoke. <laughs> All right, start a fire. Create signals. We write help in stones. In the blood of our enemies. Well, we have to find it first. It's all the way out there. All so filling them up. You head out of the um, of the compound and into the jungle. Well, into the forest. The not the jungle. I was like, we yeah. where are we now? <laughs> <laughs> You've changed locations into the arboreal forest with a little bit of frost and um, night has fallen at this point. Oh, shit. Good times. Who doesn't love exploring nighttime forests? Is anybody going to track or are you going to just wander around hoping to find something? I think tracking is probably a good idea. Just, just a bit. Do we have to spend a momentum for our ornithopter guy to give him like commands and stuff? Uh, yeah, if you want him to have stats and have him actually do actions, you do need to spend one momentum to buy him as a supporting character. Yeah, we just want Let's to be able buy to him. play him in at a moment. Well, we don't have momentum. Yeah, we, we currently don't. have no momentum, but you can add to threat. Don't even, don't, and nobody do it. Katie, yeah. you don't get a say here. No, you Katie. Fourteen. I'm part of the team. I, okay, you I'd are say, a traitor. I'd say, though, that if because we've got so much threat already, we're going to need a, an evac. Yeah, but we can. He can spend track along the behind threat. us. Spend the yeah. threat. I've always spent. Well, just because you're married to her, she's having your baby. We're outvoted, Patrick. So, yeah, this that's why we're going to be the only ones who don't die. <laughs> so brothers, Ting. don't worry, Patrick. You'll die with the rest of us. <laughs> I'm going to run away at the first sight of danger. All right, so um, your ornithopter pilot now has stats and uh, can take your orders and do actions, um, which is good. What you said just made it seem like you're like stats and young children and a lovely forest you know, home a, he goes to. Yeah, that was a backstory. Yeah, Jen, roll me a d20. Oh, God. 19. They made us choose. They made us choose how do we die. Um, oh, okay. So he comes from a family of priests, prophets, or theologians. Awkward. I want to be a pilot, Dad. You'll be a priest. No, you're like going to be a us. prophet. Now Man. shut up and stop prophesizing. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll be praying every single time I take the ornithopter off into the air. Don't try to land it. Don't you worry. There'll be a lot of prayers. Let's find out. Uh, let's find out his nature. Uh, somebody else roll a d20. Kiha. Eighteen. <laughs> a remorseful antagonist, coerced or driven to acts they know are wrong, who nevertheless feels compelled to act. What? <laughs> Derek Pilotsley has a uh, very rich backstory. <laughs> drinking in like a bar somewhere his father comes in tells him it's a sin no Puts on I'm, his pilot playing, sunglasses. I'm now playing him as launchpad mcquack i mean i was basically picturing human launchpad mcquack so all right guys i'm gonna fly the ornithopter oh no 
Um, anyways, so <laughs> your pilot flies up into the air and goes up high enough to give you cover um, and be signaled if needed. And you head off in the general direction of uh, where you saw the commandos marching the scientists. But as you head into the trees, it becomes harder and harder to discern their direction. They left here 13, 14 hours ago now, and it is dark. So it is a difficulty three to track them through the woods. This is the sort of thing where somebody can roll and somebody else can help. Uh, and what is it, stats? Um, I don't know. It could be move, could be understand, could be battle. I have uh, discipline with observe. Yeah. Interesting. I thought discipline yeah. was all like mental and physical self-control. Strangely enough, no. Observe's in there. Observe's in all there. Right. I think there was also like infiltration, and it was also in in observe in discipline. Actually, I also have observe in discipline. All of us look at what's that stuff. Yep. Is your discipline rocking high? I also, I also have some uh, predictive, uh, like a, as a talent, I can predict the future just through reasoning. But if there's ever a good time when we're sitting around, I'm gonna. Yeah, um, I am going to call on that from you uh, shortly after. There's definitely a really good opportunity to do that after the next quick scene. Felt like a weird humble brag. I can also uh, read the future. Just uh, with like predictive reasoning, you know. Just just so, I... Tell the future a bit. <laughs> Whatever. No baby. So you said difficulty three. Um, okay. So would observe and discipline work? Sure. I was trying to look it up. Here we With go. With your eyes? Would you observe it using your discipline? <laughs> discipline describes a character's ability to influence and control their own mind and body, overruling instincts and autonomic functions, as well as their ability to exert direct, overt influence over others through presence, force of will, and the power of authority. It also allows a character to focus and concentrate on a complex, complex task, such as picking a lock. Use discipline when attempting to resist attempts to subvert body or mind, such as poisons, drugs, or mental influence, as well as to suppress instincts and reflexes when subjected to extreme pain or hardship, or to compel or threaten others through presence and authority alone. I see nothing in there that is tracking. It's a difficult task that we're applying ourselves to, looking at stuff. But not like a complex step-by-step uh, -step process like picking a lock. No, but it is identifying like broken leaves. That's complex as shit. Whereas understand describes a character's ability to take in and process information. I mean, that's fair. Uh, use understand when attempting to discern details about the situation around you, to search an area thoroughly and effectively, to perform research, to recall things you have learned, to reach conclusions and deductions from things you know and have learned, and to be able to apply your knowledge and available data in practical ways. Well, clearly three of us saw, observe, and went, that's something that we should probably have, and took it. Because under the discipline focuses, it puts observer, just pay attention to a person or area to gain intelligence. And we're like, all right, all right. Yeah. So that is when you're like, okay, so picture you're sitting in a crowded bar and you're watching a mark. This is using discipline to observe. 
you're filtering out all of the situation around you and paying attention to your mark. Much like we are paying attention to the mark's footsteps. However, in this forested terrain, in this situation, I would say you can use understand, but you can still use the observe focus. Eh, Fair enough. I guess I have attention to detail and understand. Hey, look at that. Example discipline focuses. Survival. Specific to an environment. Desert, jungle, arctic, urban. Okay, whatever. We're overruling it based on those uh, those <laughs> focuses. Discipline can be used for tracking now. <laughs> I throw my hands up and that's just what's happening. I got nothing anymore. <laughs> I'm all out of bullets. What? What was that? I throw my hands up, check my hair. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling good as hell. Sing songs. I recognize okay. the song, guys. I sing songs. It's Lizzo. I did. Mm. What's a Lizzo? Is that a singer? Mm. Cool. Um, okay, so discipline and um, who is leading the tracking and uh, is somebody else helping? Well, what does everyone have in discipline? Six. I am hacking disciplined. So. Sorry, what did you have, Todd? I have an eight. Yeah, okay, well, we know who's leading. <laughs> Are you observing, Jen? I don't, I'm not observing, no. You want to help Tor? No. You're hacking. Uh... I don't have observing. Well, you don't need that. To help him. Well, you well you do need to make a roll, so it helps to have a good good. Like, Shut up, Tim. Well. So if somebody's helping, they'd <laughs> okay. roll a, a dice first. Eh? That's correct. I just roll one d twenty. Yeah, and what um what uh, drive would you add that with? My duty to save my <laughs> people who work for me. Yeah, makes sense. Like poop. Nope, 19. Oh, shit. All right, Tyler. Uh, it is a difficulty three. Do you have any traits? Uh, I guess I have Mentat, but that's pretty... That's not really that helpful here, I guess. Not quite yet. And like, yeah, advisor. <laughs> so kind of a little bit out of the element of being in the court. So uh, I advise everyone to not die. I don't know what's happening. We're in the woods. Yeah, I'm going to use, uh, yeah, discipline, observe, with the, uh, sorry, the observe focus. And then uh, I'm going to use truth again because kind of makes sense to figure out what's going on. And that's okay. statement. Mentat's only good at, as good as the data they have. It's like computer scanning. So I got uh, a 14 and a 5. So I guess three successes. Nice. Which means you nail it. No momentum gained. But you're able to pick up the trail and start heading into the woods. Um, you all travel for about Maybe it's probably a kilometer 
by air, but there's a lot of sort of up and down and winding back and forth, where in the end it's more like two kilometers through cold, uh, dark woods. You hear creatures in the distance. Hate it. That wasn't creatures. That was ghosts. (laughs) There's... I love this smooth jazz background. I was just about to say, I'm super digging the smooth jazz as we're walking through the woods. Like it's noir detectives instead of assassins. (laughs) We're all smoking. Everybody's got to smoke. I assume Jens is on the long stick. Um, Okay, and so I've got 14 threat. Uh-oh. Yeah, I forgot I America spend spend that. six. Hey, we get a thing! Yeah, everybody's going to get some advancements. I don't want it to be, though. I would like us not to get that. So, you come up to a small clearing. It's large enough that a transport could have been landed here. Something that might carry a small number of troops. There's a sort of like torn up ground where something probably landed and took off. And you see three large creatures ahead in the clearing, tearing at something on the ground. Mist wolves. Oh my god. Patrick and I were literally talking about something like this. They are bat-like bestial monstrosities low to the ground and tearing at something so earlier today while tim and i were hanging out at my cubicle uh i said i keep thinking about this game as as though we're playing on arrakis but i have to keep forcing myself not to Uh, and i was like well at least we don't have to worry about worms and then i thought yeah but it's merrick so there's gonna be some horrifying fog monster that we have to fight what and then i said mist wolves (laughs) and these are basically that (laughs) they're mist wolf bats yeah. yeah. They're really pretty, though. They're, like, scary, but in a pretty regal way. Uh, you're not wrong, actually. No, they're Maybe. pretty awesome. So, instead of the uh, the bird on the Sokat door, uh, it's it's one of these. Yep. Um, Heck yeah. yeah. So these are big, muscly, sort of, like, uh, iridescently sheened, skinned uh, bat creatures that are hunters, but also occasionally scavengers. We train them at the house and ride them. Oh, fuck yeah. They're called Bethrons. Torat Bethron. Wild Bethrons are very dangerous. These look like three juveniles. Oh, good. Oh, babies. Lovely. (laughs) Well, we're going to need to investigate the scene, so... uh, I don't think we're going to get to walk away from them, Tim. He just spent six threat. Yep. (laughs) I think next time begins with us fighting mist wolves. No, no, no. These are minor characters, so you can attempt to uh, kill them off quick or scare them away tonight. Get the information, do Tyler's thing, and then next session picks up somewhere else. What are you going to do with Tyler? (laughs) I mean, I I was just Jen's unconscious there, so. Yeah. Uh, So Evangelina shouts out the the hunting call of of a a rival pack. The sound that scares them. Here. Uh, who who can do a really good raptor thing? You know the raptor sound from Jurassic Park. 
<laughs> kitty cat. Honk. Uh, so, Jen, <laughs> I think that this <laughs> this might be your communicate role. Most dangerous Get of all. out. Oh, I don't like that. We leave. <laughs> the Bethran are fine, and the rest of your party's like. So, Jen, communicate is what I would say. And looking at your sheet, you've got a statement. Power must be used wisely and cleverly. Ooh. Ooh. There we are. Also, Kalabunga, dude. I'm using it cleverly so that we don't have to fight them. And everyone is taken aback by the... Like, Bitch, be shrewd. <laughs> All right. So it is a difficulty three, but I'm going to say it drops down to a difficulty two because of uh, Jen's character's, you know, familiarity as they are now your house animal. Yeah. Well, that's good because I did good. I got a five. I got a six and a seven. Oh wow! I'm good. I don't need help. Plus, I used oh not a focus. I used a statement. So two successes. Excellent. And it was a difficulty three. Drop down to a two, and so the three of them sort of look up, and uh, they're like, uh, they're looking around, and they sort of smell the air, and then they shuffle off into the bushes. That was impressive. Awesome possum. Thank you. Awesome possum, says the assassin. Okay. That was Gene Willikers cool. So off in the distance you hear. Smooth jazz. Uh, Did we hear the thing. owl sound? I heard the owl. You hear the sounds of a saxophone on a mountain. They're just way too quiet. Here, let me try this again. Okay, off in the distance, you hear. What was that? Uh, a loud screech of a mother, uh, Bethran. Cool. You only have so much time here. Oh, lovely. You go forward. You check the scene and discover two scientist bodies. Uh, they have been fairly, you know, um, nommed, wrecked, nommed, nommed is a good word, uh, by the Bethrans, but, uh, they were dead before the creatures got here. Why would they kill off two? They couldn't fit them. Why would they Slowest take ones. One of them does appear to, uh, have had a previous wound, like if you take some time and look at it, the one that was uh, dragged. Mm. Mm. The other one's got a dumb face. I'll grab their takes. Okay. And so now, now that you have this extra bit of information and see where the the commandos sort of took off from, it's the perfect time for a Mentat to pull together all the disparate bits of information and read the future. All right, I'll enter my Mentat meditation pose. As, like, a giant bat demon creature is, like, pounding through the woods at us. (laughs) There's, like, a loading bar above my head. Yeah, and we're like... 
Oh, it's one of those time missions where you and I have to like hold off someone for like yeah. a certain yeah. time before like, the objective is being achieved. Like you, you have guys, to last for four turns. I, I think he's crashed. It just keeps showing loading. I think we got to restart him. Hurry up! <laughs> he's stuck at eighty-seven percent. Is it moving? Put your cursor over it. Uh, so let's see this. You uh, may. You may spend a few minutes to meditate upon predicting the future. This requires an understand test with a difficulty of four. If successful, you may ask the Game Master to state something that is likely to occur in the future. You may ask for one additional prediction for every two points of momentum you spend. The Game Master can make these predictions vague, and they do not have to explain any context for the prediction or why that thing is likely to occur. Cool. Okay, so difficulty four is pretty high. Pretty we just drop down a bunch of threat. So Give could I up. add another dice in there? I you probably want to spend three to add two dice to that. I would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that seems so like spend, a smart thing to do. So spend uh, three three threat. Yep, to add, two, add dice. two. Yeah, and then you have your deductive reasoning, right? Uh, you have Mentat Discipline. When making an understand test that applies to recalling data, one of the D20s in your pool may be considered to have rolled a 1 instead of rolling it. Snap! Yeah, I'm going to use that. And then a Twisted Mentat. Yeah, I don't think that applies right here. No, not here. If you stab then... someone while you're doing your Mentat stuff, does that just count? <laughs> you also can spend your determination. Ooh, preset a 1 right now. Get 4 one, automatically. Get four successes. And then just and then roll can... 2. Yeah. yeah. You get two ones then. So if I yeah, if I use determination and then that mentat discipline, I have two successes automatically. Or no, I had a step four because yeah, it's a one. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely spending my determination. And then roll I'm two dice. To find the one see. on this dice. <laughs> see if you get some more. There we go. Yep. And your target number, so your truth is eight, understand is seven, so target number is fifteen. And uh this is data analysis, so so yeah. I really wouldn't need to spend any threat because those two extra dice aren't but, needed. Yeah, but the more you get, the more things you see. Oh, so the more yeah, momentum you spend. So I should roll those two dice still. Yep. Yeah. So you want to get more as as many as possible. Get that Definitely. momentum. Spend it. Oh, definitely. Okay. All right. So I got another one. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then yeah. so that would still be okay. So three successes. So um, for two momentum you spend, you get. Uh, an extra thing. Yep. One more prediction. So how much okay. momentum do we have right we, now? We end up with one. We have one, and then would I generate one? Or why no. no, that's it. We're at one oh, right now. We're at one yeah. now, yeah. <laughs> okay. So what we're gonna do, we're going to um I'm going to give you some information and then you can ask one question additionally, and that's where we end it. So Based on the size of the transport, the location that you're at, the orbital security that your house employs, you know that the transport can only be up to a certain size. If it's any bigger, it's going to set off a lot of alarms. If it's any smaller, it's not going to carry the 15 people that uh, took off here. Checking with local areas and uh, the amount of like sort of distance that it would have to travel, 
it's fairly clear to you that their only obvious location is a minor city called Vukan, which is under the control of House Golfay. Fucking course it is. Those dickweeds. Thank right. I'm sorry. I'm trying to kill them. Oh, I just heard. Is this like evidence, or is it just kind of? No, it's the future, so it's not evidence. No, we're killing people. What it is is that you have understood that the only likely place that these people can go to is this city, Vukan. And you know that Vukan is controlled by the minor house sworn to Sokat Dur. Yeah, so what no. made us think it was Riffelstaffen? Or whatever they Raffestel? call Riffelstaffen? That was uh, Chris Savy. She wrote on the door in pursuit of Raffestel forces. Oh. Now, if House Raffestel got here, then they must have been smuggled planetside. <gasps> Which means there are probably smugglers in this city that you <sighs> need to find. Probably they can do the... Uh, what is it? Castle Rock? Let me get one more question. What's it? You get one question. Yeah. You can all discuss. You can all oh. discuss. Tell us if we're going to get married. What's your favorite color? No. Wait, wait. What? <laughs> is it like future, a G? The future, your favorite color. Let's hear it. Uh, it's going to turn to blue. That, what am I eating for breakfast tomorrow? <laughs> that is what we had. Well, no, as the future, it. how we sneak into the city. Yeah. Oh, could I look into uh, likely spots in uh, the city of Vukan that could house a transport? Smugglers. Like, Smuggler like places. Or smugglers. Or like what smuggling contacts are there? Like. Mm-hmm. Of the of the of hundreds, hundreds of smugglers in this city, which one would be willing to work with an opposing house? Would yeah, you know. and would bring in commandos, not knowing what they are, bring in a transport, those sorts of things. You know of one that meets all of those boxes: a group called the Dust Runner Smugglers. <gasps> cool. And uh, Vukan, the uh, the city. There is obviously House Golfay sort of, uh, you know, people and leaders. There is also a uh, diplomat group there currently from House Raffestel. <gasps> and getting there, you're going to have to do a little espionage. <gasps> Check out the map on Roll20. What's this? What's happening? So, what I've done here, I've represented the city with some points of interest. A green area is a place that you can directly head to right now with no questions asked. Going and talking to House Golfay. Going and talking to Raffestel diplomats. Um... You can send assets there, like spies and listening devices and set up informants and overhear information. 
as you gain those bits of information, you'll unlock new areas that you can go to to investigate. And eventually that will lead you to the smugglers. The smugglers are a red location. They're locked away because you don't know where they are or how to get in touch with them. The yellow locations uh, have some sort of um, barrier to entry. Very cool. We don't see the. I don't see the green at least. I don't either. You don't see the green. Oh, I know why. Oh, we only see. Also, red. also bars oh, and venues doesn't have anything, but I'm assuming it says must overcome an obstacle. Oh, bars and venues is yellow to me. Yep. Yeah, no, it just doesn't say anything when you mouse over it. The other ones do. Yeah, it should have an obstacle. I must just not have uh, wrote it in. Cool beans. I see the green now. Yeah, I, I had to turn on the auras for players to see. Good thing I have political spies. I am a spy. <gasps> Let's do spy yeah. things. So basically, the way that this works, an espionage um, encounter is like the the five of you go into this city and maybe you're actually out doing missions or maybe you set up a home base and send your assets places. So you send a spy to the house Golfay things who gets in close and then listens, reports back to you. And then you send that spy to the next location and they turn somebody there and create an informant who gives you information. That informant plants a listening device and so on. That sounds like we don't have to do any work. So I like that one. We just sit and wait for someone to be like, they're here! And then you find a location, and there's a whole bunch of hired goons there. <gasps> and so you need to sneak in, or distract the goons, or fight the goons. All three. So is this next game? That's session two. I assumed Ooh. this would be tonight. <laughs> that okay. sounds cool. a lot of fun. So anyways, Tor did her... Uh... Doctor Strange looking into all the futures. I still imagine it like Minority Report. Where you just like windows pop up and you're just swiping them aside and like compiling data. But there's nothing there. It's just all in your mind. Well, thank you everybody for the first game in Dune. Thank you. This was very fun. Good. Very excited. I can't wait to play this for like two or three years. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> yep. for the game, Eric. Thank you for the game, everybody. Also, thank you. Anybody listening, if you want to play Dune for years, pick up the Game Master's Toolkit. There's like a tiny little saddle stitch 20 page book that is incredible for prep. Neat. No, that's All cool. Right. That's a neat little thing. Good night, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Massive Damage Adventures. Please rate and subscribe and follow us on Twitter at SkyhammerK, on Instagram at Skyhammer Press, on YouTube as Skyhammer Press, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash massivedamageadventures. If you want some outtakes, keep listening after I stop talking. All right. Oh. We ready for our first session of Dune? Woo-hoo. I mean, we're not at the movie theater watching Dune while playing Dune, so I feel really out of it. Yeah, that's... Unfortunate. The movie is out. The movie Dune is in my chocolatey drink. Weird. That is weird. That's a Dane Cook reference. Ah. Gotcha. Okay. So. (laughs) So Tor is uh, Ronin at Chapters the other day. 
just walking and reading. No regard to safety. Uh, I would chastise him in the in the past, but uh, I've literally been walking down the street, walking home with my e-reader, reading while walking, and then not realizing that I just walked into an intersection. Oh my god! Luckily, there was no cars there. It was at like a little side intersection. It wasn't like a main one. But I walked out and I was like, "Whoops." Do you have Audible? Uh, I like reading. I don't like other people's voices all the time. Might save your life. Yeah. Guess what I got today? Guess what I got today? Big bundle excited. of scorpions. I got very excited. I got the latest expansion for Marvel Champions. It's a big box campaign called Cans Hit the Floor. Fair. What a weirdly specific campaign. Uh, it's called Mad Titan Shadow. Uh, 